alive. We are alive. We are alive. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, my brother? No, no, man. I know, I know. Episode ninety-seven. It's been a minute, man. We're like two weeks into this this fresh year. Uh, and, 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 you know, before we just talk about the first two weeks, how you doing? It's been a minute, man. Happy New Year and all that good stuff. How have you been? How you doing, bro? Oh man, I am. Um, I'm as good as anybody can be right now. Uh, it's still the pandemic. L.A. is still hectic. They're they're uh, we just. We just hit what they're they're hoping is a plateau of new infections, um, but it's still very very high. So it's crazy out here. You know, it's um, we're still not able to move around as much as as much as you probably want to. Um, they're still trying mm -hmm. to keep people mostly at home, only essential workers and that kind of thing. The virus is having some. I'm sorry, the uh, vaccine is having some issues in the rollout, so everybody ain't getting it. They're supposed to get it at the at the speed they're supposed to get it. So it's a lot going on. But personally. I am healthy. I'm, I'm mostly okay uh, psychologically. I'm holding on to what shreds of sanity that I can, but uh, I'm good. How you doing, brother? How you How you feeling? Oh uh, man, I'm 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 cool, man. I mean, I'm energized for a new year. It's like uh, last year was crazy and, and 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 very eventful in a lot of ways, but it was also a lot of a lot of wins on the back end to kind of set up, you know, some really good things that are kind of unfolding right now. You know, 21 is a year is a number, I should say, of transition. And that's exactly what 2021 is going to be. But I'm OK. I'm, uh, I'm I'm trying to just deal with the day to day dramatics of, of, of living in this place. And and this, as we say, this pocket of time, I'm still adjusting, but I'm in super good spirits. I, I've been I've been running a lot more. Uh, than usual. I just, just, just been real focused on on my new challenges, and and I'm okay, you know. And I think that'd be the, the best way to describe myself. I'm okay. I'm 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 happy actually in the space I'm in because I'm I'm kind of on the ascension, but uh, I'm all right. Yeah, there's way worse, you know, emotions I could feel. There's way worse circumstances I could be a part of. I'm okay. Right now, I think okay is is the optimal state that you can expect from this this time and place. But um, here's the here I'm optimistic it's going to get better. Like you said, 2021 is going to be a year of transition, rebuilding. Um, will we ever get back to what we were before? I hope not. I hope that we get. I hope we get forward to something better. You know, right. use this opportunity to progress as opposed to regress back to like everyone's talking about like you can't get can't wait to get back to normal. But the fact is, normal also sucked. Exactly. Well, see, people have to understand that there's a new normal. And you know what? Let's let's jump into it. You know, since since we are here and we're talking and everything, everybody that's on Facebook Live, welcome. We appreciate y'all hanging out with my brother and Yaze Vincent and myself, Al Phillips, for episode 97 of We Come From Bad News. We're going to talk music, life, culture, and everything in between, but just two brothers just getting caught up and just dealing with the day-to-day -day things of what we call 2021. So on that note, Let's go ahead and start with our trending topics because a couple of those are going to bleed into everything we're talking about anyway right now. Uh, we call our trending topics the bottom line because they do represent the bottom of Hampton Roads. Those people's whole way of life and everything is authentic. And we like to be in the same energy whenever we tackle different things we call trending topics. So on that, let's get it popping. 
Kanye West, our uh, favorite uh, MAGA person, not, uh, is deciding that uh, he and Kim may be getting divorced. We heard a little bit of something about that kind of on the tail end of the year. So, you know, Kim Ye may be separating, not like all of us can see this coming a mile away after a while, but it looks like uh, Kim has finally had enough of Kanye being Kanye and Kanye has finally had enough of being Kanye. So what do we think about, uh, you know, do, do we care? <laughs> Uh, as much as I care about following the plot of any of any story that I've invested something into the beginning, you know, it's kind of like I'm vaguely interested in the spinoffs to power uh, because I loved power. But I'm not like I'm not going to die if I don't watch it or anything. Same thing with Kanye at this point. It's like I'm invested in Kanye to the extent that he used to be a hero uh, of mine when I was younger, in my 20s, my 30s, you know, mm -hmm. and. I remember what he was to me then. So am I interested in how it turns out? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, his life is rich and dramatic. I mean, if nothing else, um, probably could have yeah. probably could have predicted it, that that two narcissists two apparent narcissists getting married was not going to be, uh, uh, you know, a recipe for long term happiness. But um, right not what I was wishing for. I mean, they got three kids and, uh, you know, it's always difficult, man. I mean, I, I, I guess it, it, I'm sure it must be easy when you got a billion dollars, but <laughs> it probably helped out just a little bit to have a little bit of cash going through that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, in that level. I can't relate to the story because I don't really know what that feels like, but I, I, I definitely as a married man and, and, and someone who treasures my marriage, I understand how painful the idea of losing it be. My only thing is, I thought it was Kim. Who really, who was trying to get divorced from who? Is it Kim or it seemed like Kim got more reasons? I guess. I, I think that uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, I think they're both kind of done. Uh, so I think maybe they're kind of mutually driving it at this point. Initially, I heard it was Kim. Initially, I heard it was Kanye. So I think that kind of both of them are kind of going, I'm, I'm kind of over. I'm over you and I'm over you. So let's make it happen. At least that's, you know, was currently the word on the street. You and I both know, you know, this could drag on for years and, you know, this could all lead up to another Kanye release for all we know. My, my perspective is kind of similar to yours. I wouldn't mind knowing kind of how the story ends, but at the same time, uh, I'm over it. That's just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of over Kanye. I love him artistically. You know, I, I'll definitely, you know, sway to some of his earlier grooves and, and maybe some of his recent ones, if it's something that's halfway decent, but I'm just kind of over Kanye as an artist. I, I just want him to produce records and me not know that he produced those records and everything else about his life. I just, I just don't care anymore. So that's where I'm at. With, with Kanye. I mean, look, yeah, that's fair. I mean, look, pandemic, if you ain't, if you made it out alive, you up. So exactly, know. exactly. That's just kind of what I'm on. So anyway, moving along. Last season of Insecure, man. So they're going to go ahead on and wrap all of this nonsense up at this particular last season, which is crazy because I am, uh, I have been enjoying it, but I can understand it. It's only so far and long. You can kind of stretch out these stories and characters. I mean, they're fun, but we're not talking about characters with an extreme depth or something, you know, someone come from some, you know, generation of wealth and some family drama that you can kind of add layers and nuance to. We talk about, you know, really cool people and characters that are part of the modern day, you know, kind of diaspora and they're good people, but they don't need 18 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, and I think and look, it's not getting canceled. She's ending it no. up 
terms. Yeah. Uh, she accomplished what she needed to do. Um, back in the day, five seasons was syndication. That was like, that's when shows used to end. Now yeah. they keep on because syndication isn't really the, a thing like it used to be back in the day. For y'all younger people, syndication is basically reruns where the original runs and then they put it on like UPN and, well, it used to be UPN and the CW and all those, you know, uh, secondary channels. But now it's like, y'all kids, don't, anybody under 30 right now has no idea what I'm talking about. No Hold idea on. what I'm talking about. TV used to be more limited is what I'm getting at. But anyway, um, so I feel like it's a win, man. She's she's a... She's an example of success. Uh, I, I got to imagine that the movies are knocking at her door. She's in L.A. It's time for her to, you know, do bigger and better. Level up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe get some Netflix money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, but she, it's is. she is. You know, already, she already had a movie on Netflix, uh, I think, last year that came out. And I'm sure she's got some projects in development for TV and all of that, too. I, I agree with you. I think that East is just growing. And uh, this is a great show. It was a great launch pad for her. But now I think I think she's going to Jordan Peele's situation. I think she's going to kind of step into some movies and other stuff like that and do some big things. So I'm on the same page with you. Wish her all the best. And I can't wait to see this final season because now that you know that the season is in and you can just go all in and just 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 do it all up but uh, i just want them to wrap it up and button it up nice to where we can watch everybody kind of you know go out a certain way so there you go with that so uh much props to Issa doing her thing all right real quick mention here the mandalorian season two we're like mad late we probably should have covered it like weeks ago but damn it star wars is life star wars finally redeemed itself from these horrible sequel trilogy films and actually gave us some content that mattered some content that actually made sense and was in line with the Star Wars lore. We had the return of Luke Skywalker in all of his glory to come recapture Grogu, aka Baby Yoda. I'm a happy guy. I got all my Star Wars gear because, damn it, I'm still riding that wave of positivity when it comes to that. Yaze's over there, got the Sith Lord with locks going on there. Your thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 2, sir? Best Star Wars ever, bro. Better I would say I would almost argue better than Star Wars. Yeah, period, period. It was great. It was great. It was what we should have had in the movies. This is the feeling we were supposed to have for the movies. It was better than the movie, man. Better than the movies. It uh God, I don't even know where to start, man. I mean, just like the deeper mythology, uh the 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 idea this the mythology of the Mandalorian is sort of this counterpoint to the Jedi and seeing the Jedi. <laughs> You know, like maybe they're maybe they're not so trustworthy. Who the fuck are these? You know, like it was the 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 dark saber, um, uh, Esposito playing. A, I mean, it, it just was just an embarrassment of riches, an embarrassment of riches. And the plot was just so just just well paced, like yeah. no episode, no wasted time in those episodes. Like everything that happens feels like it needs to happen for the next thing to happen. And everything builds up and when they do the reveal of the of the Mandalorian's face for the first time and you're like, holy shit. And the emotional gravitas they bring to that moment of sacrifice for him and how they're slowly broadening his horizons is just incredible. I mean, Jesus, they brought back Boba Fett. I mean, yeah. And not only did they bring him back, they brought him back. They updated his gear. They gave us all of his tricks in terms of what he can do, what the ship can do. 
It was a total throwback and callback to everything that we loved about Boba Fett and everything that we loved about Star Wars. It was it was exactly the way the sequel trilogies should have made us feel, though they fell incredibly short. But this one was pure. They remained focused on the lore. They expanded the universe, as well as they gave some explanations to some different things that were kind of, you know, out there as kind of plot holes or what happened to this type scenarios. It was brilliant. It was the best season of The Mandalorian that they've had. So I know going forward, the spinoffs are gonna be good. Everything, this to me, this totally restored my faith in the Star Wars universe because I was over it after the last movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't, it, yeah, I mean, after the, the last trilogy, basically remade the first trilogy, it was like, is it really that closed the loop? Is the is the whole story just about uh, this fucking family? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. is that the whole universe? The whole universe, the galaxy depends on on this dysfunctional uh, set of people. Yeah, it seemed very small for for what promised to be this. It should be crazy. It should be anything. Should be possible. That's why, like, even the one what I did like is in the last. Was it a uh, not? What was the what was the last of the, the third trilogy? Not uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, I, I forgot. I did suck so much. I forgot the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker. Right, 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 right. Um, even that even that shit. What I did like about it was the way that they played with the Force powers because was- yeah, I just felt like I always felt like. If you're gonna do space magic, then where where are we stopping? Right. Like, why are we why why only this far? I mean, you got a special effects now, Daddy O. Go, I mean, go forth. You know what I mean? Look, I'm watching Star Trek, and Star Trek is going through wormholes and doing uh, 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 space travel, and 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 you know they doing all kinds of crazy sci-fi stuff. And I'm like, you're Star Wars. You're the original, like. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the McDonald's, you're the McDonald's of this sci-fi shit, you know? Yeah. Come on, man. You guys should be serving us like mwah. But then again, what I realized and what anybody what what I realized and what most people probably realize too that really love Star Wars is that Star Wars isn't a sci-fi uh film. It is a fantasy film yeah. with space magic and lasers. And so when so what the Mandalorian does good is that the Mandalorian is just strictly it's just straight up a hero adventure. It's just, you know, there's not too much on him. He ain't got to save the galaxy or nothing. He just got to keep Grogu alive and and get his shit fixed. It's just relatable, man. It just. It's great. It's great. We've been there. Like, and then when Skywalker shows up in the end, it's a reminder of how weird it was that we were always trying to identify with Jedi. We're not Jedi. We're Mandalorians. Like we in the dirt, we in the dirt, bro. With 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 patchwork armor, trying to get our 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 armor upgraded, so we don't, so these blasts don't kill us and whatnot. And we out here just slugging and trying to make a living and keeping our face hidden so people can't, you know, identify. I mean, we have so much more in common as black people, as poor people, as people from the mud, with the Mandalorians and the Jedi. Because when Luke shows up and he kills all the motherfuckers they've been trying to kill 
the whole episode in five minutes. He just doesn't. You're like, yeah, that that's a privileged young man right there. That is privilege. It is privilege to have force powers. It is privilege for your daddy to give you a, a lightsaber. It is privilege to be Luke Skywalker. But the Mandalorian is holding it down. That's all. That's that's my read on that right there, bro. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> I got nothing to add to that, bro. There you go. We'll let that be. So second season of Mandalorian was everything. Looking forward to much, much more with that. All with enough with the last one. All right, man. The um the first few weeks of 2021. Um, let's 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 dive in here real quick. Let's see. It's been very eventful. Uh we we had an opportunity to see some uh some insurrection type of activities we we saw the uh first black senator to come out of georgia you know we we, we saw that georgia basically turned fully blue in, in all aspects from a, a political standpoint atlanta influences everything once again and you know his counterpart you know we we flipped the senate there so you know we've had Uprise, civil uprisings. Let me ask you, because uh, I got to ask you, how you feel living in, in Georgia, in Atlanta, how is it, can you feel the difference? Like when you first moved, when we first, when we first drove out there and we unpacked you in Georgia, Georgia was a red state under George Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how has it changed, man? What have you, what have, what have you seen change on the ground since you've been there? That's a great question. Atlanta has has really evolved into it just and i'm talking atlanta not georgia i'm gonna get to georgia in a second um it's evolved into this big oasis of diversity and culture that has become very powerful outside of just atlanta Mm -hmm. and you know entertainment sports you know politics and so over the years i've watched so many different people come into the city and put more bricks into an already thriving infrastructure to the point where I watched it go from kind of a mix of techno and working class and broke ass people to a larger mixture of business and art. Mm-hmm. And with that, it kind of elevated the influence of what was going on here. It got to the point where several key things begin to happen here, which drew even more people here. And so what has happened is I've watched Atlanta grow into just a powerful city that is bigger than the state in terms of influence and power. The issue was, and I think what happened was, (laughs) this is funny. (laughs) I think that the rednecky, you know, toothless, rednecky, Republican down to the core. Yeah, right, racist as people. Patriots. The Patriots. I think that they got so irritated and so obnoxious in their approach to everything that the other people who normally would have rode with them 
was like, okay, you redneck trailer park fuckers are even too extreme for us. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and ride with the liberals on this one. Wow. So you saying wow, okay. So you saying even the crazy white folk at some point got to an edge of crazy and was like, are those motherfuckers gonna attack the Capitol? <laughs> yeah. Because because basically it's like you you it kind of got split into like two sections like it used to be kind of blended. But during this, I started seeing the separation of what I call you got your people who support the Republican Party and then you got your people who support Trump. Got they are different people. The Republicans are your normal conservative. Listen, we prefer to control the money. You people don't know what the hell you're doing. We understand what this country needs. Listen, we're all about American values as opposed to these other people over here who are like, we're going to overthrow the government and Trump, he knows everything we need. You people don't see that those people. So these extremists, are Republicans, they the, are they, they, are they the QAnon? Um, are they Q? Are you, are you familiar with that? Do you? Are you? I am. I don't know. I don't know much about it except about you know they think everyone's a pedophile, and Trump. I mean, you know, I mean, who's not a pedophile, right? And Trump is uh, somehow like this mastermind or whatever who's gonna like. So, so today I just read that one of the biggest supporters and influences of QAnon is actually a failed Hollywood screenwriter, which makes literally all the sense that you can, all the sense in the senses, in the sensibles, right? And, and it reminded me of Hitler who used to be a painter. And it seems like history has this pattern of people who fail at a certain thing, fail at a game. And then they say the game is rigged. The game is fucked up. And, and so then you, we got to destroy the game. We got to destroy, you know, have a revolution, start everything from scratch or whatever. Yep. What's 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 hilarious to me, um, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not tripping, when Trump came in, he was talking about the election was rigged. Even though he, even, you know, we forget about this. We, when, Obama, when Obama won, he said, ah, this is rigged. This is not right. He, he's not even eligible to run. He don't have a birth certificate. All of that. Yeah. From day one, been like, this shit rigged. This shit fake. Uh, but then when he got in there, then it was very fair. It was very fair <laughs> when he got in there. It was very fair. And now he's out again. It's rigged again. And I'm just like, are your supporters... I mean, what do they want? They can't want what we think that they can't want what they're saying that they want, right? Because they're contradicting themselves. They right. can't want both Trump to be president and there to be nothing to be president of. So I'm just confused. And that's what leads me to the idea that they must, that this is, this is, that's what terrorism is. Terrorism yeah. has no goal. Its goal is to vent frustration and to see the world burn with you and feel like you feel. That's yeah, all, exactly 
exactly. What, what this man has become is a martyr for extremists is, is exactly what, what he is his morphed into. These extremist groups and these, these people that have always felt this way, these aren't patriots. These are the people who want democracy. No, they want their way. And to me, this whole storming the Capitol thing that happened was an example of that. You're seeing them run over cops. What happened to Blue Lives Matter? You're seeing them destroy property. Oh, what happened to no no looting and rioting? Oh, okay. So it's it was never about the cops. It was never about the destruction of property. It was never about us using our voices. It was about us shutting up and doing what you wanted us to do. And so what happened was, and this is, you know, I guess the big lesson that I think all of us can take from this is that when we all basically decided to truly inject ourselves into the political process and let our voices be heard overwhelmingly, and then all of a sudden things flipped a little bit different, boy, did people get into their feelings. Listen, I, the, the level of sensitivity, like the butthurtedness of, of 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 these people when when they couldn't get on the planes to go back home after storming the Capitol, uh, when they couldn't uh, when they found themselves unable to you know on a no fly list and FBI at their doors and or the Buffalo shaman with the horns, uh, mm -hmm. having his organic food. Have his mom called a prison to demand or jail, sorry, jail to demand organic food? Organic food? For real? I mean, like, I'm, yeah. I look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm honest with you. This always happens to me. I'm torn, right? I'm torn because I don't know if I want what Chris Rock wants, which is uh, white mothers on, on TV crying with Al Sharpton uh, over their dead babies. <laughs> I don't know if I want bad equal or good equal you know like or like he also says it should be like walmart where if you can find a lighter sentence we'll match it so sometimes i'm looking at the way they the way these white people acting when they're guilty and i'm like do i want us to be treated that lightly or do i want him to be punished like we are punished i really get caught up in this because the way that they are being treated is the way that I want to be treated if I storm the Capitol. <laughs> you know yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's like the stuff they're doing is, you know, I get it and you're arresting them and all of that stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's because we know that if people who look like us had done exactly what that had happened, it would have been a way more critical situation for all of those people. There wouldn't have been no uh, zip tie arrest. It wouldn't have been no helping people down the steps. There wouldn't have been no let them into the situation. We would have got within 20 or 30 feet and it would have turned into the Las Vegas massacre. Right. <laughs> if, if, if niggas would have stormed the Capitol, they would still be scrubbing blood off up until Biden's inauguration. Yeah, it would have been it would have been way more fatal for everybody on the and we know that it would have been brutal. It would have literally been similar to uh, the uh, bloody Sunday. It, they, they would have named it that bloody January six is what it would have been because it would have been just that bad. And and we know this to be true. Everyone has brought this to the forefront, and we know that. And I think that's the part about it that has pissed off a lot of people of color because we're going. Come on, man. But at the same time, and it's like, I, I, I don't like to say it like this, but I, I, it's just true, though. 
it's unfortunate that it happened, but I am, I won't say happy, but I'm saying that I am, I am happy that the people who truly are the insurrectionists and the people who truly mean harm to us as a country, as a civilization, have made themselves known. Identified. Um, yes. Yeah, identified themselves. Again, I'm not, again, I want to be clear. I'm not glad it happened. I think that sucks. I'm saying that I am glad that the people who did this showed their faces and their intent because now we can be more prepared and now we can know who you are and we can know that there is truly, it's not, it's not conspiracy theory, it's not an apparition. We know for sure that there is a layer of our society that is extreme, that is truly not patriots, and is not here for the democracy that we say that we're trying to build. And that is a reality that we have to deal with, black or white, but we know what the majority of those people represent just by what we saw. Be careful out there in them streets, baby. Absolutely. I love the fact that they showed up um, without masks so they yeah. can be more easily identified. How about the one time where it would have actually been strategically beneficial to wear the fucking masks? You didn't wear them? You <laughs> Y'all are the worst. You're the wor Let me tell you something, man. White people are... I'm going to make a generalization. Y'all need to st stick to white-collar crimes. Y'all need to stick to, like, stock crimes and you know, major stealing countries, all the art from the pyramids, some shit like that. Because whenever it becomes like street level violence or street level stuff like this, y'all can't execute. This is terrible. It's awful. Y'all need to go. Y'all need to take get the handbook with the Nation of Islam be using with the with the fruit of Islam. Y'all should see these niggas march. OK, sorry. These brothers march. You can't call them niggas. That, that's inappropriate. When you see these brothers. march. Do, 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 doing dance moves and whatnot while they practice with the gun. I mean, like, these brothers is hard. They're organized. Y'all are not that, okay? Y'all got, y'all embarrassed yourselves. It was very, it was, it was embarrassing. And I would say the reason it was really great to me, uh, in addition to why you said because they identify themselves, is because it's not that they can, it's, they did confirm something, but they didn't confirm something that black people didn't already know. Black people knew this and, the reason that the reason I think you that another reason why you say that is, is a good thing is because from our perspective, whenever something like this happens, it's evidence. It's incontrovertible evidence. Like when Rodney King got beat on, on film, we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Thank goodness. I mean, not thank goodness because we want to see this brother getting beat up. But we're like, finally, they caught somebody doing it. You know, where we, we've all know somebody that's been through this. With America, there's this generalized as a black person, and this is something that nobody understands unless you are black uh, in America um, or or some other uh, racial minority that has been historically oppressed like Native Americans, Asians and virtually every other minority. But particularly black people, because I'm a black person and, and I'm I'm only aware of us being enslaved. Um, is that in this country, you're taught from the, you're taught from your family, your peers, television, movies, everything that you are under attack. I don't care if it's fake. I don't care if they're all it's all bullshit and you're actually perfectly safe. You are bombarded with this information and this vision of your life from the time that you were born to the point that by the time you get rational, you you are an idiot if you don't interpret everything as racism or potentially racism. Right. Right. You got it. Right. You got it. You just got to assume it's racism unless proven otherwise. 
but you're gaslit because you can't prove it to nobody. You can't tell a white person, yo, this happened because of race. They're like, eh, it happens to everybody. Well, fuck you. It happened to me while I'm black. I mean, you know, like, you know, so finally you, you see the, the Capitol being stormed and shit. Everybody taking photos and selfies with the cops or whatever. And you're like, case in point, this whole country hates me. It hates me. <laughs> so I'm, I feel, I, I feel pessimistically relieved that I, you know, that I'm like, yeah, this is, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was this. We're on the same page. It's like, I go, hey, listen, I think that was horrible. But at the same time, I'm just like, well, I'm glad you showed yourself. And I'm glad that now we can look and go, we've been telling you this for the longest time that there is a section of this country that don't really like us. And it ain't about democracy. It ain't about patriotism. It's about straight up supremacy. Yeah. And they're not playing. And they don't even like the white people that don't want to be surprised. Exactly. I'm just like, they don't even like you and you and they, they don't have a problem with you. This yes. is what they're doing. So I am glad that that's out there. Hopefully we can now prepare now that y'all see that it's there. We'd appreciate you uh, doing whatever you need to do in order to protect uh, your loved ones and to ed educate people about what's going on uh, out there in terms of that. So anyway. One thing to add. One thing to move on. Um, also, rules to 2021. I know Biden is wrong when he says that America Americans have more in common than they than they than they don't. All right. I know he's wrong, tone deaf when he says stuff like that, because we're looking at the world. We're looking out there and we're seeing the division. But I just want to remind everyone and explain why I'm not going to be up Biden's ass for the next four years at all. I'm going to let this man do his job for four years and pretty much give him a pass unless he kills niggas in front of me. Um is because for four years, we've had a president basically say, I'm the president of y'all and fuck everyone else. That is what he has done. He has taken no stands. He has empathized with no one. So if Biden is prepared to get up there and do his job and preach to us the better version of America that we should be, I'm here to support that. Are we that version now? No. But MLK didn't live in the dream either. We have to project the dream in order to get to the dream. So everybody, you know what I'm saying? I know. Is Biden saying, oh, we're all fucked up and we're all going to go to, it's all shitty and 20, you know, no. But he did come out and say it's going to get, it's going to be harder before it gets better. And that's the message we all should be carrying with. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So tamp your expectations. That's it. That's all I want to say about that. I'm good with that, bro. I think we I think we talked about uh, the first two weeks of uh, 2021 and our thoughts. So it is what it is, man. Stay safe out there in them streets. All right, last thing here, and um, this one should be actually just kind of fun, but it was uh, a random thought I put out there, and we kind of touched on it in some previous episodes in terms of the impact of Eddie Murphy. We've talked about his films. We've talked about his different projects, but I really was sitting around the other day, you know, just doing what I do, blowing in the wind and all that kind of good stuff, and I was thinking about how important Eddie Murphy has been, not, not just as, as an actor or a comedian, but how he has really projected the excellence that we see today and that there are a lot of filmmakers in our culture, they owe him a huge gratitude of debt and here's why. Um, I thought about it. I said, all of the projects that he brought to the table, like, you know, after he decided, okay, I'm not just gonna act, I'm gonna make movies. You know, in every instance, he expanded and added nuance to the black experience, to the culture, 
from coming to America, you know, showing us the royalty and, and the depths of, of what we were uh, and, and what we are in terms of coming to America, as well as showing a black family that was affluent and owned franchises within the movie. Uh, that was a big deal, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, people were laughing at the movie and it was a great movie, but he was also projecting these images of greatness and excellence. And we can go on to other movies. Boomerang, one of your favorites where you say, I never in my life thought I would see an all black ad agency in a successful one. Yeah, in the middle of New York City, thriving. And this man built an entire universe of blackness in the corporate space where they were successful, powerful, and doing big things. And we can go even further to Nutty Professor. You know, people look at it as, yeah, it's a funny movie about weight loss and this and that, and kind of a take on, I think the Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, you know, the comedian guy's movie or whatever, the Nutty Professor anyway. But even in that particular movie, he was showing us in academia as a professor, not only a professor, but a genius in his particular field that was, you know, struggling with weight and everything like that. And so this man invented something, you know, this man was smart enough to come up with something that would do something amazing. And again, he was showing a black man in academia that was special, that was intelligent. And so I said, of course, we can go on and on and on with the different movies that he he put out there. But in each particular space, he made the only version of Blackula. yeah, I mean, and and he's going to continue to evolve. So it's like, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, Br- Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, so a couple of days ago, it's still fantastic. It's still great. It is. It's just like all of this time, Eddie Murphy has really been paving the way yeah. for yeah. the images that we see today. He never did a white woman in his know. movies. He uh, yeah. he always he always um stunted on a white dude that was cast against him. In the movies, like like we forget up until Eddie Murphy, when the black dude was in the film with a white dude, the white dude was the star and the yep. black dude was the comic relief that that da, 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 you know, the Cato, the Cato to the Green Hornet. But when wow. Murphy came up, came into the scene, it was like, no, this nigga is the star and this white man has to keep up. And it was um, from 48 hours on. He's been you're right. I I. I it's, I've never thought of it that way, but in in a very real way, Eddie Murphy, you could think of him in the same lane as like a Spike Lee or, uh, 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 and, and I, I know that sounds crazy, right? Because Spike's not a comedian per se, although Spike is a comedian. Um, it, it's, it's just more like, you're right, he's a, he is a lane paver. He paved the mainstream lane for the mainstream black superstar, period. Yeah. Period. It's like to me, everybody owes him a debt of gratitude. Again, not just, you know, actors and comedians, but this man put visions out that, you know, really impacted it. Like to me, I couldn't think of a Wakanda before I had to think of a Zamunda. You know, mm-hmm. like if there would have been no Wakanda, you wouldn't have even thought about it in those things until you've seen that. Like you were comfortable with Wakanda because you saw Zamunda first. Wow, I didn't even think about that. You I can't, know, I can't, I can't, and speaking of which, I can't wait until this new Coming to America come out, uh, so I can see how they build on that. I don't know anybody how anybody can hate on that. You know, like they talk about back in the day, like you hear the argument sometimes where they like, uh, why we, why black people always got to remake white movies? Like, why can't we do our make up our own thing? Well, here you go. 
There we go. Yeah, that we're expanding our own universes now. Like we remake, we remaking our own shit now. How you like that? You know, so I love it, I love it. man. It's very exciting for sure. And, and you know, also what's funny about Eddie Murphy, and here's a real, real magic trick of Eddie Murphy. Is Eddie Murphy dressed up as? Did he ever dress up as a woman? Um, except well, he dressed up as different characters. So I guess. Technically, yeah, but I don't think it's like a, a main woman. I think that was Martin, but I could be wrong. No, he, I think he was. He did it once or twice. So I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm yeah. just saying that uh, Eddie could do that, and he could still be a sex symbol, and joke about getting all the pussy in the world and not be lying because Eddie got a lot of kids. He fucked a lot. He did a whole lot of fucking. Um, but he could do that and get away with it. Whereas a Tyler Perry, we give him shit for doing almost exactly the same thing. Exactly, exactly. It's not, you're absolutely right. So had to, uh, it, it was a good thing to just to kind of think about it, the impact that he made on that there, you know, so that's why pretty much I always look at Eddie Murphy as, you know, the nutty professor that showed America that we were coming. I like it, I like it. Hey, look, you know what we should do? We should do this more often because as we, this, I would love if we did a recurring thing every week where we took a black man or a black woman or somebody or, or you know and just talked up their legacy and call it give them some flowers or something. This is a good this is a good energy. I like this. Ain't got to be from a special occasion, you know. Could be their birthday, could be anything, but we could just talk about somebody we feel like is important in the culture. Done deal. I got you. I got you covered, bro. I got you covered. This was fun. All right, man. Well, listen, I think we 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 gave them some show tonight. I think we returned back on a strong note. Let the people know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm still in yaze.com. I'm about to start doing a, a, a podcast, another politically focused podcast um, myself, which is going to be it's called Village Savant. And it's going to be really uh, I'm going to use clips from the news and whatnot and commentary and stuff like that and just make it sort of a multimedia kind of thing. Uh, I'm also planning on doing uh, planning. This is the year, right? This is my year's plans. I'm also planning on some fashion this year. I'm going to do a, a, a T-shirt and a fashion capsule, I think the kids are calling it. The idea being I'm, I, I'm taking pictures and then pixelating them and printing them. And it's a commentary over the year I want to make on uh, exposure and privacy, um, what we reveal and what we hide through the, through the lens of pixelization. So go to nyaze.com to, to, to follow me as I start to flesh this idea by the end of the year. Uh, hopefully it'll be full of artistic projects around the idea of exposure and privacy and just whatever uh, kind of, I'm just on my artistic shit this year. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm turning 44 on Tuesday, uh, which feels like a godly year, a very godly number to have arrived at as a black man. I'm very proud of that. I'm very energetic. You know, I'm well paid right now. My kids are healthy. I feel like this is the time to manifest Whatever you thought you were going to manifest in the future, the future is now, right now. So just that's where I'm at. How about yourself, brother? I love it. I love the evolution. I love the energy. And yes, I'm definitely aware that your birthday is on the horizon. And I definitely can't wait to celebrate with you. And I'm happy to have you here. And we're going to say happy birthday and love to you right now because we are glad that you are here. And I remember 44. 44 was a lot of fun. 
You're you're in for a fun ride, sir. But it's when we're on the same path. Uh, I, I'm 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 very well paid uh, right now. Uh, I'm uh, you know continuing my journey. But this year I've got a lot of great interviews coming up. I'm going to be expanding a lot of that. In fact, I've got speaking of coming to America. I've got an interview coming up with one of the cast of Coming to America very soon. Uh, in terms of that, as part of the promotional run, I'll kind of keep it under wraps. But uh, me and her PR are pretty much about to set up a date, so I'm super excited about that. And I got a bunch of other interviews on deck that I'm going to be doing. And just I'm going to continue to keep expanding it and keep kind of growing and raising the ball. So I've got some artistic projects coming up myself right now. So everybody can still check me out in terms of on my Instagram, Algernon's October, my Twitter, Aldiddy1712, and my YouTube, Fame Analytics with Algernon's October. I'm going to be putting out more content this year on YouTube. Stay tuned. So other than that, bro, Go ahead and enjoy your evening. I appreciate you hanging out with your boy, doing what we do. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Enjoy life, all of that. Peace, blessings, and all that good stuff. See y'all.